You're listening to the Higher Ideas Podcast, where ideas grow. Connect on higherideas.net. Now here's your host, I. Hello, fellow human, and welcome back to the Higher Ideas Podcast. As you can probably hear from the lovely ambiance behind me, I am out in nature, down by the riverside in this beautiful Amazon jungle. This weekend was San Juan weekends here in Peru, which is a celebration uh, which comes every summer, a day where everybody goes down to the river, everyone leaves the town, the town becomes a ghost town, everything closes, and everybody goes with family, with friends, down by the river, so many rivers in this region, all of the rivers just fill with people enjoying nature. That is the idea of that day. Go out and enjoy the beautiful nature around you to appreciate where you guys are. A celebration where they all take the time to to give thanks to that and appreciate it and jump into it, literally into the rivers, right? So that was this weekend, very social, very busy weekend. There is a little bit of news that I just want to alert you guys to. I have been for the past week working on a big piece of art, a big sort of poster kind of piece of art that I'm really putting a lot of time into. I haven't been able to sit down and commit to a big piece of art in a long time for all kinds of other busyness and distractions and issues. Finally, recently, you know, the artistic fire came up in me and it's a piece of art to do with a recent episode I released called The Voices of Ayahuasca. I recorded that on the floor of the Maloka in the Ayahuasca Afterglow from the heart, potent kind of episode I felt. When I went back and uploaded another episode, I saw that the numbers for that episode, The Voices of Ayahuasca, are double the numbers that most of my episodes get. So this episode, you know, seems to have resonated. Uh, I don't know how it got more exposure. I guess maybe people shared it or something. But I'm glad, you know, that's really motivating to me to see, you know, something catching on a little harder than usual. And it just so happens that as I was talking on the floor of the Maloka, I was coming up with all kinds of imagery, right? I was describing a stage with Mother Ayahuasca, Queen of the Stage, upon which all these different actors will appear during an Ayahuasca experience. And I described all of the different voices that will present themselves in that opportunity. And all of these images were coming up for me as I was describing it. So when I got home from that dieta, I tried sketching it, you know, just sketching a little idea of what might be a good piece of art to represent this episode. And I kept poking at it, you know, I'd put it away for a day, open it up again, maybe do a little more, have an idea, expand it a little more. And the layers kept building until finally I realized, wow, this is actually a very interesting piece that I, I am now excited about, right? And it grabbed me. So at least I wanted to mention it here so you guys know there is this interesting thing coming. It'll appear probably as the next thing that comes out on the podcast. But let's get to what I want to share today. And there's not really any big points to this that I'm about to share here, except just to share another one of these moments that just left me grinning and shaking my head at the just mind-blowing levels of coincidence that were present in this moment. Just one of these moments where you feel like the universe is winking at you, you know, saying, hey, look at this, right? Look what I just did. Haha, <laughs> right? Ah, so here's what happened a few days ago. I was sitting right by this river on this boulder, the same boulder I'm sitting on right now, the same spot I like to come to to enjoy this river. 
And you know, when I come down to this river, it's medicinal for me. You know, it's so important with all the levels of stress. I make it a medicinal point for myself to come down to this river, sit down, unwind, forget all of the things. But I mostly come down to reconnect to life, to enjoy this beautiful place while I'm still here. And um, also, it's sort of ceremonial for me because I will play my instruments while I'm here. It doubles as beautiful practice time for my flute, for example. When I'm here at the river all by myself, nobody around, I could really let it belt out. And a lot of great moments of learning and discovery happen for me here. Of course, I always mix in a bit of marijuana to help connect to the moments, to help relax, to open up the channels. And when you're mixing in this music, which is spiritual in nature, it all mixes into a sort of loose ceremony for me. And I was having one of those moments. I guess I can describe it right now. I'm sitting on a large boulder among many other large boulders and smaller rocks. It's a very rocky sort of landscape here. The river is in Tarapoto. And to the right of me is the river, which you can probably hear, surrounded by trees and nature. And I'm off by the shore here, sitting on this boulder. And to the right of me is a bunch of scattered rocks of various sizes, all grown over with moss and twigs and leaves. And just near me, about two meters away, there's a sort of natural wall that scales up, all made of rock and loose soil and little plants growing between them. And this brings it up to a higher level where the dirt road is. So I'm sort of down on a lower level and up above my head, if I look up, I can see the edge of the road, right? And people pass by there all the time. You see them peer down and see who's near the river. They're looking for a spot of their own. You hear a motorcycle come by once in a while. And I was in this moment. I had just been playing my flute. And every once in a while when I'm playing an instrument, just something comes through. Um, I hit some kind of moment of focus where you can really feel you're hitting all the right notes in the right way. You're just channeling the music. It's not even me playing anymore. It's just me listening to what's coming out of my instrument. And it's almost playing itself, right? And in these moments, you know, as a ayahuasca apprentice and all, I know that there is something happening. There's some magic presence in that moment. I try to not trip it up by thinking too much. And I was having one of these sessions. I played two or three gorgeous medicine songs, a powerful moment of music. I finished playing. And I was sitting in the silence afterwards, appreciating the quality of the moment that had been created by it. You can feel after a good medicine song, nature seems to wake up, the insects seem to be buzzing louder, a lot of birds come and start twittering around, and uh, you know, the sunshine just looks brighter and the leaves seem like they're more alive. And I was having one of those moments, just appreciating the afterglow. And I decided to light some tobacco. Feels like I created a moment here. You know, so let me just blow some tobacco to thank the spirit that just came through in my music and uh, give thanks. So I light my tobacco smoke and I do that. I blow some tobacco around and I'm just looking around. And then I hear off to the right of me, you know, near this bank that goes up to the path, I hear some leaves moving around, some kind of disturbance a little bit. And so I turn and I look up thinking maybe someone's walking by. There's nobody there. So I look away again to the river and I just keep enjoying the moments and then I hear it again, you know, a little disturbance in the leaves. So I look again, trying to figure out what kind of critter might be scratching around in the leaves up there. 
not really anything in sight. So I kind of turn myself so my peripheral is looking that way. And I keep looking around, just ignoring. And then I hear it again. And I see in the corner of my eye now some black shape moving along the grounds over the rocks. So I look over. And what I see is a medium-sized tarantula that's scattering over rocks. And that's pretty unusual. You don't tend to see them hanging around or running around in the daytime. And not soon after that catches my attention, I see behind it, come out from behind a rock, a wasp. A big black wasp. It's the same wasp that I have tattooed on my arm. I would say half the size of the one that's on my arm. Its body is as long as a business card. The fully grown ones and they're big and they're heavy and their wings are thick like plastic when they get that big to be able to fly with that big body, you know? Really intimidating, really beautiful wasp. And here's one of them, medium-sized, chasing this tarantula. And these wasps actually kill tarantulas. That's their whole bread and butter, their whole specialty. They will find a tarantula, chase it down, and fight with it until they can get a sting in. And when they sting this tarantula, it'll go paralyzed. It doesn't kill it. It paralyzes it with its venom. It's still alive, but it can't move. And this wasp will then take this tarantula's paralyzed body and bury it in a little cave in the ground and lay a single egg on its body, close up the cavern, and leave. And what will happen is this egg will hatch, the little worm that comes out will instinctively bury into the tarantula, which is gruesome as hell, right? This is aliens level gruesome, vicious nature stuff going on. The worm will enter the tarantula, which is still alive and stays fresh for a long time that way. And it will eat the tarantula from the inside as it grows. And after it's done growing, it'll come out of the tarantula, dig its way out of the cave, and be a fully formed new wasp off to find another tarantula and continue the cycle of life. And I'm watching now a chase happening between this wasp and the tarantula up on the banks beside me. And so I settle in for a show as I watch this develop. And as I watch the tarantula running for its life and the wasp catching up to it, I see them disappear behind a rock. And I wonder, is this the moment? Is it killing it? But then the tarantula reappears out of a corner and scatters over another rock, still alive. And I'll see the wasp come out and look around, trying to find it again and spot it again and run after it again. It'll disappear behind another rock. I'll think again, is this the moment? But the tarantula escapes again. So I was watching this tumbling chase happening, this drama unfolding. Um, this wasp is very significant to me because it is tattooed on my arm. It is everything to do with ayahuasca for me. And every time I've seen that wasp in person appear in my day, it's always been very significant. It's always been on a very important day. It's been like a message every time. So aware of this symbology, I'm now sort of watching this scene, trying to figure out what is this going to turn into? How interesting. So I blow some tobacco that way, just saying, you know, thank you, Wasp, for appearing again in my world. Here is acknowledgments that something important may be happening here. And after blowing that tobacco, my butt was pretty spent, so I threw it on the ground right in front of me. And I keep watching. And the tarantula soon emerges out from behind a rock again, still running for its life. 
and this time it scatters over two or three rocks at once before the wasp appears from behind where they just were. And from the angle I'm sitting, I can see now that the wasp is lost. It doesn't see the tarantula, and the tarantula has gained a lot of ground, and it looks like it's made it, it's gonna get away. And from my angle, I'm even speaking to the wasp, saying, yo, it's over here, dummy, hey, hey, don't go that way, come back this way. But the wasp is now retreating, going the wrong way, still looking for this tarantula. And I think, well, I guess that was it, right? The, uh, the spider was too crafty. But then the spider made the mistake of crawling up over another rock and became visible. And I saw the wasp notice it from a distance, and it came flying in and landed right on top of it in a wrestling ball of legs and wings. They tumble and tumble and tumble over a whole bunch of rocks. And sure enough, the tumbling stops right in front of my feet on the grounds right in front of me in a little area between some rocks that was like a little beach of sands, right? A little flat of sands. That's where the tumbling ended and they got to the showdown, the final war between the two of them, life or death. And this was now happening not only right in front of me, but right beside where I had just thrown my tobacco joint. And it was an inch next to them, still burning, swirling softly tobacco smoke all around this battlefield as the final showdown happens and I'm just watching the show. I can't believe that this all came to a head exactly in front of me, right? So I watch this beautiful wasp tango with this tarantula and sure enough as they're experts at this, the wasp wins. It gets its sting in after the spider tries biting a couple times. It suddenly stops struggling, it's stung rolls over on its back and its legs are twitching around wildly but it's over right this uh, spider's fate is sealed and I watched this wasp so intelligently just look at the spider now knowing what just happens knowing that this the struggle is over and it's sort of poking at the tarantula and the tarantula's legs react it's testing to see whether it's paralyzed yet so it knows what's going on it knows I just stung you I gotta wait a while for this venom to take effect and after checking and seeing that the spider was still kind of moving, it flew off a few rocks away, disappeared behind a rock, investigating something. And I kept watching to see, you know, are you intelligent enough to keep coming back? And sure enough, every minute or so, it looped back around to where the spider was laying, poked it a little bit more to see if it was still reacting. And after a few revisits like that, finally the spider wasn't reacting too much, and it grabbed its leg and pulled it, all the way to some secret spot behind a rock where I think it had its cave already waiting. And they never came back out from behind that rock. That was the moment. Ah, what a moment, you know, to just jump into my day like this. And as soon as it was over, even while it was happening, I couldn't believe the timing of it. Here I am, I just played a bunch of medicine music that I felt wasn't just tooting music, you know, some spiritual force was just brought down and I blew tobacco to further deepen the spirituality of the moment. And it was in that exact scene that this all played out. Here appears the wasp that is so important to you. Here it is chasing a tarantula. Watch! And the tumbling and tumbling once they started wrestling, which ended right in front of me, next to my burning tobacco joint. I mean, the coincidence, it was just so deep, right? Ah, 
and I thought at the same time it might be a good idea to explain what this wasp means to me. I've, I've sort of shared the story in bits and pieces over many different episodes so far. I never sat down and really talked about this wasp. But in a nutshell, I can tell you that the very first time I drank ayahuasca, I had this massive ceremony, this massive bewildering experience. The most impactful moment that had happened for me was a challenge to accept the sting of a big, vicious black wasp which ayahuasca promised me was about to come out of the air, land on my arm exactly where my tattoo is, and sting me. And on top of that, ayahuasca told me that was going to kill me. So it was setting a heavy challenge for me. It wanted me to accept that this would happen, and present my arm for it, and accept it. What came out of that moment for me you know, facing that death challenge is basically what it was, a very common early challenge in psychedelic work. And it had made a very deep resonant sort of um, symbolic pact with ayahuasca for me. Before I even knew I would end up on this apprentice's path, it was a moment of showing ayahuasca, look, I trust you, I'm committed, I will face these challenges. And so I had decided immediately in that very moment that I would get it tattooed on my arm to never forget it. Uh, I didn't want to rush into it. I wanted to make sure it was a well-planned tattoo, a very important tattoo. I wanted to draw it myself, design it myself, and I wanted to very carefully pick an artist, a tattoo artist, that would replicate it very nicely and cleanly on my skin. But the first step was to draw it, to plan my tattoo. And when I finally sat down to do that, the first thing I did was open up Google Images and just look for big black wasp. I wanted to look at what a real big black wasp looks like to inspire me to sort of invent a fantasy wasp. I was going to make it really exaggerated and full of spikes and really mean and black and scary looking because that's how it felt to me in that moment. I was also afraid of bees and wasps back then, by the way. So ayahuasca asking me to accept a wasp sting, it was basically challenging me with one of my biggest fears in life that I'd always run away from. But in any case, I open up Google, I put in Big Black Wasp, and most of the images that come out right away were of this real wasp, called a tarantula hawk wasp. A hawk that hunts tarantulas, right? And I look at it and I think, yeah, this is definitely a huge black wasp. The full-sized ones, you know, cover your whole palm. Um, they're really big, really intimidating looking. Their sting is painful as hell, apparently. One of the most painful insect stings one can bear. And well, it was a little too beautiful, to be honest. You know, it's beautiful, shiny, metallic blue. It's really sleek, like a, like a motorcycle or something, you know. It's got these curled up, really orange-red, really bright antennas. Really unique feature at the top of their head there. And I got to finding out exactly what this wasp is all about, and that's when I found out about it kills spiders. You know, wow, what a vicious wasp, what a crazy story around the lifestyle of this wasp. And I was kind of struck with the interesting symbolism of that, because I had already identified by then a couple years into ayahuasca work that in my visions, the tarantula was a representer of fear, of insecurity, right? And here is this wasp, this real living wasp, whose business is all about paralyzing, killing this symbol of insecurity, the tarantula. Not only that, but 
using it almost like a butterfly cocoon, right? Laying an egg on it that will grow inside of this paralyzed tarantula, this defeated fear, symbolically speaking, and out of it will come another wasp, right? It's, it, it's, it's almost a symbol of using your fears, of, of dominating, killing fears, overcoming fears as a method of growth, right? And already I was seeing that when it came to me and ayahuasca, that's what it was all about. That's what I was working on with ayahuasca in very deep ways. Getting over all these fears, releasing myself from all these limits, growing one step at a time by stepping over one fear after another after another. So when I found that out, I realized, you know what? This doesn't look like the wasp from that vision. It looks a little too beautiful. But I love the story of this wasp. So you know what? I'm going to put this wasp on my arm to represent that moment. And so I did. I drew it up based on that wasp. I drew a graphic of that exact wasp and I got it tattooed on my arm. And years after that, years after that, I was in a dieta. I was doing my day in my hammock in my little shelter in the woods and I hear this huge insect flying near and I look up just in time to see it come into my shelter and cross through the whole thing right beside my hammock right next to me and fly off onto a tree nearby and it was that wasp from my tattoo and until that moment I had no idea that they even existed in Peru I had been living in Peru for a half a year at least at that point going to the jungle plenty and I had never ever seen that wasp so it just surprised me that day in the middle of a dieta flying through my camp as big as my tattoo it was one of the biggest ones you'll find and that was so symbolic to me mind-blowing it was like my tattoo had come to life and flown through my space and i chased it with my camera and everything and got to appreciate oh my god look at you in real life and look how beautiful you are more than a photo i mean look at the metallic shine the blue black shine of your body look how big you are look at your legs look at your head holy crap and those beautiful red curly antennas this was definitely it i cannot believe that you exist here in peru i thought you were something in the americas like north america right mexico yet here it was presenting itself hello here i am I've been around you all this time, right? And it just so happened that that very night, I had the ceremony that graduated me into the apprenticeship. A big, important, super deep ceremony. The symbol on my arm of the very first time I drank, echoing my first drink on the night where I'm about to step into this whole new realm of ayahuasca, right? So, so symbolic, even on my first real-life sighting of this wasp. I couldn't believe it the omen of it, right? And to even add more to this serendipity, the next day I told Maestro about it. The wasp from my freaking arm, I pointed at my arm, this exact wasp, the same size and everything, it flew through my camp. I had no idea they were here. And he told me, oh yeah, those are locally called Aya Aspic, which translates to death wasp, more or less. Aya is the same as in ayahuasca, which is vine of the dead, drink of the dead, brew of the dead. The Aya in ayahuasca is about death. And here is Aya Aspic, death wasp. Another layer of coincidence. And not only that, but when that wasp visited me on my very first ayahuasca drink, it was bringing death. 
it was challenging me with death. So, so many levels around this wasp that have just kept piling on to each other like this from the start. And from that moment, every time I've seen that wasp in real life here in Peru, whether it be a medium one, a big old fat one, you know, it could be as, as simple as walking through the jungle trail in Vieta and it'll fly right next to me along the ground from behind me, curve around my legs and fly along the ground in front of me and turn the corner and disappear down the path as if to say, here I am, you see me? All right, I'm gone, right? And when those kinds of moments have rarely happened during Vietas, there's always been a very important moment that happens that day. So to me, it's become a symbol of Mother Ayahuasca's presence. And even one of these moments with the wasp happened with Karim, who recorded with me on this podcast last year. He came for a dieta, and there was a moment where Maestro Orlando had come and sat in the hammock next to the two of us in Karim's shelter and gave us this long session of time with him. You know, he rarely sits still to just chit-chat and just ramble on about all kinds of spiritual topics, but he had done this for us that day, and I was noticing the whole time, you know, wow, you're really devoting a lot of time to Karim. Um, you know, I can tell you're giving him something important right now. And I was mixed in that moment myself. And right near the end of that moment, Maestro Orlando was swinging on the hammock in some kind of little silence between the three of us. And his arms were up behind his head. So his forearms were out to the side, very exposed, right? And as Karim and I are looking at him, that wasp, a medium-sized one, came in and landed right on Maestro Orlando's arm. It stayed for two or three seconds and then took off and disappeared again. And Karim and I looked at each other. You know, he knew about the significance of that wasp. It had been visiting his camp all that week for him. And here it is landing on Maestro Orlando's arm right in front of us. Maestro Orlando doesn't even react as if it didn't happen. And we're just dumbfounded. So these are the moments that have been happening with this wasp. And so there it was again, not just in an average way, but in this amazingly serendipitous way, giving me this show, tumbling over random rocks. It could have ended up anywhere, but ended up right in front of my feet, right next to my tobacco still burning to show me this. Ah, what a crazy, crazy path I'm on. But in any case, I at least wanted to sort of chronicle it here, share it. You know, just I can't just look at a moment like this and walk away not telling anyone about it. So fellow humans, there it is. I am kind of bummed out that I gotta go for two weeks. It is going to interrupt this nice flow I've got going lately creatively. But I'm gonna do my best while I'm out there to uh, spend my free time recording more episodes. Hey, maybe I'll do some more Ayahuasca Afterglow recordings. Who knows, that last one definitely worked out. So I hope you had a good Sunday, fellow human. I hope your week is going along nicely. And that'll do it for this one. So until next time, fellow human, keep thinking.